Well, hey there. Welcome to another episode of the Simple Home Podcast. I'm your host, Jenna, and I'm so glad to be with you here today. Now, before we jump into today's topic, I wanted to let you know about something that I just recently found out about and have started using and have loved, and it's called Simply Earth. So if you've dabbled in essential oils at all, you're probably going to love this as well. So what Simply Earth is, is it's a company that sends out a subscription box. You can do it monthly or you can subscribe for longer or you can even just buy products, but they'll send out a box to you with a certain amount of essential oils each month, different ones that you can try. And then with that also comes a bunch of information about each oil and things that you can do with it. So they send recipes that you can make with your essential oils, the benefits of each one and different things that you can do in your household to benefit from them. So I have loved this because I love using essential oils. I've loved learning about it, but I don't know a ton. And so having these ideas has just been so helpful. So if you would like to give them a try, I've partnered with them for these episodes and they're willing to give a $40 free gift card as well as a free bonus box when you make your first purchase. So if you go to athomewithkids.com forward slash simply earth and enter the simple home free at checkout when you buy your first subscription box you're going to get a bonus box with that plus you'll get a free $40 gift card that you can use on your next purchase so either for your next box or for certain items that you might want to get along with your box whatever you'd like to use it for it's yours for free so that's at homewithkids.com forward slash simply earth and then use the coupon code the simple home free to get that $40 free gift card and bonus box. I think it's something you're going to really love so make sure to check it out. Okay so let's jump into today's episode and the topic I'm going to be talking about today is decluttering advice that I've gotten that has really helped me along the way. So I'm going to share with you the best decluttering advice that I've found from other experts, either by podcasts or books or other people that I've learned from. I just wanted to compile it all here for you so that you could take it and use it as well. Now, the first piece of advice I want to share with you comes from Joshua Becker from becomingminimalist.com. I actually had him on the show a while back. He was on episode 19, and he talked to us about living clutter-free with kids. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, make sure to go back and listen to episode 19 because it was one of the best episodes I feel like has been on here. He gives such great advice, and it's all applicable and easy to follow through with right away. So make sure to listen to episode 19. But what I wanted to share with you today, something that I've taken away is that he always talks about leaving room in your closets, your drawers, and on your shelves. Now, I always felt like I should fill each cabinet or drawer or crevice of my space. We've always lived in smaller houses, but I felt like I needed to fill up all these spaces with stuff. And what I found is that leaving space really makes it easier to put things away. It makes everything feel lighter. It makes me feel lighter when I walk into the room, when there's white space on the walls and white space on the shelves. 
And one of the things that's really helped me with is putting away laundry. I've always been really good at doing the laundry, but not as good at getting it put away. And what I realized was because it was hard to get the laundry put away. Our closets were full. We could I didn't have any more hangers, but there was no space to put more hangers or the drawers were full, so it was hard to put clothes back in. And as soon as I started thinking about leaving room in all of those spaces, it made putting the laundry away feel easy because I could just take the stack and set it in the drawer, take the things I needed to hang, and there was plenty of room in my closet to hang them. So I love this advice from Joshua Becker. And to be honest, I'm not exactly sure which one of his books or from his blog or where this might have come from, but it is something he talks about often. If you want to get started with Joshua Becker, a great place to start is to sign up for his email list at becomingminimalist.com because he sends out weekly tips that are great. Another place to start is to read one of his books. One of my favorites is The More of Less and his latest book, The Minimalist Home, which will walk you step-by-step through decluttering your entire house. So make sure to check out more on him because his advice is always great. Okay, my second piece of advice comes from Dawn from The Minimal Mom. If you don't know who she is, she has a YouTube channel that has quick and easy tips to decluttering and organizing and just simplifying all around. They also share lots of stuff about their home and their family, which is really fun to see. So you can check her out on YouTube at The Minimal Mom. But what I've taken from her, she recently did an episode about what to ask yourself when you get stuck decluttering. And instead of asking yourself, will I use this? She says to ask, where am I going? Like, what are my next few years going to look like? What season am I about to go into? Not necessarily season like summer, winter, spring, or fall, which that can be included as well, but season, like what season of life am I in? Am I done with having little tiny kids and we're moving into more bigger kids? Are our kids moving out of the house and we're looking at that being our next stage? And she she uses this example of going on a trip to Hawaii and thinking about how you would pack your suitcase. Would you take a parka just in case it was cold? And of course, you know, we would laugh and say, no, of course not. But when we think about our house, a lot of times we hold on to things that we aren't going to use in the future, our next season. We're just holding on to it because it's hard to say no and hard to get rid of. So when she asks us to ask this question, where am I going? I think that's super helpful if you're getting stuck with what to keep. If your kids are past that baby stage and you're moving into a new season, does it really make sense to hold on to your crib or your high chair or your stroller? Sometimes these are sentimental items as well, but it does make it easier if we think about making room for the life that we're going forward into, the season that we're going forward into. We really can't haul all this stuff with us. We just don't have the space or the capacity. So thinking about where we're going and only holding on to stuff that's going to serve us in that season can really help if you're getting stuck decluttering. So I love that advice as well. Number three comes from Marie Kondo. She's the author of The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up and also has the Netflix series called Tidying Up. So I'm sure you've probably heard about her and some of the different ways she goes about decluttering and organizing a home. But one of the things I love most that she says is she says, my basic principle for sorting papers is to throw them all away. (laughs) Now, sometimes that's not logical to throw all our papers away, Well, truthfully, in more of a digital age, we probably could, but that feels a little bit scary. But what I love about that is really thinking that most of the papers that we keep, we really don't need. So it 
gives us this sense that we have permission to get rid of a lot of the paperwork that we have already stored and a lot of the future paperwork that's going to be coming into our home. And I know, at least for me and a lot of the moms I've talked to, papers can be one of the hardest things to deal with because it's so constant. So I love reminding myself this. Marie Kondo always says, you know, get rid of as many papers as possible. And so as papers coming into my house, I often think about that. Do I really need to hold on to this piece of paper or can it go? And I also try to get rid of paper before it even comes into my house. If you're looking for more ideas on decluttering paperwork and keeping the clutter out with paper, I will link in the show notes to some other episodes that I've done that deal specifically with paper clutter, especially kids' paper clutter like artwork and schoolwork and so on. So I'll make sure to link to that in the show notes. You can go to the show notes by visiting athomewithkids.com forward slash episode 46 and all the links I talk about in this episode will be there. Okay, number four comes from Danae Barahona. She's also been a guest on the Simple Home Podcast. I will make sure to link to that episode as well. But she runs the online community called Simple Families. So simplefamilies.com. And she also has a podcast called Simple Families. And she shares excellent tips for simplifying motherhood and parenting, but also simplifying the home. One piece of advice that has really stuck with me is in order to have a clutter-free and organized pantry, to just buy one type of each staple. So what I mean by that is if you buy pasta, buy one type of pasta, not every kind of noodle. Choose one and choose your favorite brand and just stick to that. Cereal could be the same way. Choose one or two of the favorite cereals and just stock those. For your grains, like your rice or quinoa or whatever it might be, choose your favorite kind and choose your favorite brand and buy just that. Not only does this simplify your pantry because it's easier to keep it stocked, it's easier to keep it organized, but it also simplifies your grocery shopping. No longer are you looking all through the store, really trying to decide or spending a lot of time deciding because you already know what you're going to buy. Now, I like to buy things that are on sale, and so sometimes I have to wait to buy a certain product, or I just buy more of it when it's on sale, but I do stick to the same staple item. I stick to the same brands that I know that we like, and I just know when they go on sale and I buy them then. So if you're like me and you like to buy things on sale, sale you might want to kind of stock up when they are on sale but it does it just simplifies everything about your pantry I like to keep our grains and pastas and stuff in glass jars and so instead of having three or four I have one jar for rice and I just keep filling it up and it makes it easier to know when I need more same thing with like tortilla chips we buy tortilla chips a lot I buy the same kind and I keep them in a glass jar and then I know when they're empty my kids can easily grab from there to pack their lunches and I don't have all these bags hanging around so If you have certain things you buy all the time, stick to one staple and one brand, and it's going to make your life so much easier. All right, tip number five is from Pickup Limes, who also has a YouTube channel that's excellent. But she talks about keeping a box near the front door or near some doorway for things that need to be donated or otherwise just leave your house. And I actually talk about this 
um, in another episode. I love this idea because there's always things that need to leave the house, whether it's things you want to take by the thrift store or things that you need to give back to somebody or library books that need to go back or returns that you need to take. There's always something. And rather than just piling them up by the door or having them all over your house and forgetting to take them, if you have a certain place for them and it's maybe a little bit prettier, so it's not just a pile of stuff, that you can check often as you're leaving the house. Just check that box real quick and see if there's anything that you can take or drop off or wherever it needs to go. That way it's not gonna live in your house forever. So I love this idea, it keeps my house much simpler and I am guilty of leaving stuff by my doorway for months before I take it out of the house. So this really helps me stay on track and get rid of this stuff so it doesn't just live there. All right, and number six is from another YouTuber that I watch often, and I hope I'm saying her name right. Um, it's Sarah Therese. Her last name is spelled T-H-E-R-E-S-E. -E. I could be saying that wrong. I'm so sorry if I am. Um, but one of the things she said that really struck me in one of her episodes is, no one cares what you're wearing. <laughs> and she is so right. I have minimized my wardrobe down to just a few items, and no one ever says anything about what I'm wearing, whether I'm wearing the same thing over and over or anything like that, because nobody really cares. And honestly, if they're paying attention to that, it's not about you, it's more about them. So create a wardrobe that works for you, for the season that you're in, that is simple enough for you to figure out what to wear without so much decision fatigue, and that keeps your, war your closet simpler and your laundry simpler. And do not worry about anything else because she is right. Nobody cares what we're wearing. Make it comfortable, make it work for you, and make it as simple as possible. My seventh piece of advice comes from Michaelyn Smith, and she's the author of Cozy Minimalist Home. And what she says is that you can really enjoy a cozy, beautiful home and still be a minimalist. You don't have to be a stuff manager, but you can be a home curator. And I love that she says that because I think a lot of people hear the term minimalist and they think of this stark white room that doesn't feel welcoming, doesn't feel homey. And the truth is you can have both. You can get down to the essential things in your home and still have a cozy space. You're allowed to decorate, you're allowed to have knickknacks and things hanging on your wall. It's totally up to you and what feels cozy to you. But she goes through all this detail in this book. It's an excellent read if you're trying to decide what your style is and how you want your home to feel and to look, but still be down to just the things you really want to have in your home. So it's called Cozy Minimalist Home, and again, it's by Michaelin Smith. So I thought that's great advice for anybody looking to just simplify, but still enjoy the home that they have. Now these last two pieces of advice, I really don't know where I've heard them, but they are things that I've heard several different times that have really stuck and helped me as I'm decluttering and simplifying. So I wanted to make sure that I shared them. And the first one of these two is that you don't have to do it all at once. It really is like peeling an onion and there's no right or wrong way to declutter. There's lots of different strategies out there, but it's not a one size fits all. So you have to kind of go at your own pace, but I do wanna say you have to be cautious with this too because if you go too slowly and you keep bringing things in, then you're not gonna feel that momentum and see the changes and you probably won't get as far as you want. So you need to go quick enough that you make the change and you also need to change your mindset and decide, 
I really do want to have less stuff. I really do want to declutter and stop bringing more stuff in and that will be helpful. But it's not one size fits all. I'm always looking for new strategies and different things to share with you guys. So I try to share a wealth of different strategies and I will link to some of the different episodes I've done that help with getting started and give you different strategies for decluttering if you're kind of trying to figure out what's going to work best for you. So make sure to visit the show notes for those. Now, another piece of advice, and I don't know who said this one, is that you don't have to keep big toys or other large items. And this was truly a lifesaver for me when it came to decluttering my children's toys, that you don't have to have the big stuff. You can have the kitchen food without having the big wooden kitchen. And you can have little dolls and toy furniture without having a giant toy house or dollhouse. And, you know, there's so many other big toys that we get. If you can steer clear of those, you're going to have a clutter-free toy room already. It's those big items that we can't put into boxes or shelves or buckets that just live on the floor that really clutter up a toy space. So keep those for friends' houses and the library and other places you go to play, and you don't have to have them at your house. So you don't have to keep big items if you don't want to. Now, if you want to, if you love the elaborate dollhouse and you love the big wooden kitchen, keep those. That's totally fine, but you don't have to. Another thing you can do is keep big toys outside. So instead of having a play kitchen inside, maybe you make an outdoor play kitchen where your kids can play with mud and water and dirt and have all the messy stuff and you still have an outdoor kitchen, but it's not inside your house. Or you might want to have bikes and scooters or balls and you just keep those things outside. That might help if you want to have these things, but you don't want them to clutter up your house. So the last thing I want to leave you with are two different quotes that I keep in the back of my head all the time when I'm trying to simplify or just trying to remain in the mindset because it's hard. Even once you've decluttered and you've simplified, stuff starts coming back in or you start you know, shopping again or buying things you don't need and then you realize it that it's in your house and you have to get rid of it again. And so these two things are just things I keep in the back of my head. And the first one is that clutter is just postponed decisions. So if I pick something up and then I set it back down again, I know I'm gonna have to deal with that again later. And how many times do I wanna deal with the same thing? So I try to remember that it's just a postponed decision. And rather than putting it off, just make the decision right then if you want it or you don't. If you want it, find a home for it. If you don't want it, get rid of it, get it out of your house. So clutter is just postponed decisions. And this is a quote that was coined by Barbara Hemphill. And I just think it's so good to remind myself of often and to tell you guys in case that's helpful for you. And the other quote is from William Morris, and I actually put this on my website and I share it all the time, and it's don't have anything in your home that you don't know to be useful or believe to be beautiful, because I think it does two things. One, it helps us remember that the things in our homes really should be useful. If they're just sitting around, um, then we don't really need them. They're taking up space and they're causing more stress. But also when he says believe to be beautiful, it gives us the permission to have beautiful things, things that we really love that maybe only serve the purpose of enjoyment and making our home feel more homey. And that's okay too. So I love those two quotes and hopefully they will help you as you move forward too. Now remember to reach out with me with any questions. You can always find me on Instagram at Jenna Arvidsson and DM me there. I've been getting such great ideas for new episodes and guests that you guys would like to see on the podcast. So those are coming up in the future. 
Make sure to tune in next week. So episode 47, my guest is just awesome. She's from the Minimalist Moms podcast, and she's going to be talking to us about sentimental clutter, which I think is a really hard topic and a really hard thing for a lot of people. So make sure to join us for that episode. And I cannot wait to talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening. You just listened to an episode of The Simple Home. Thank you so much for spending your time with me today. I feel truly honored to be a small part of your life. Please take a moment to give a rating and write a quick review on iTunes. That will help this podcast reach more people, and I appreciate the feedback. We meet here every week, so hit subscribe so you know when the newest episode goes live. And for more practical tips on simplifying motherhood, visit athomewithkids.com. I can't wait to talk to you next time.